Welcome to the Audacious Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Rihanna Beers. Each week, we will walk you through the entrepreneurial adventures of either myself or my amazing guests as we explore what we did right, what we've done wrong, and everything in between. We'll arm you with tactical tips and tools that will allow you to navigate your own path to build your dream business. Can you believe it's already March? So I know there are a number of you out there who don't even file your personal tax returns by April 15th or even think of doing so for one reason or another, and that's cool. So I'm not going to start hunting you guys for a few more months. But for those of you who expect to file your personal returns by the April 15th deadline, friends, you are running out of time. April 15th is next month, gal. So... I know there are many tax preparers who allow walk-ins up through like the April 15th deadline, but y'all, our firm is not in the business of rushing out tax returns and risking errors and mistakes on our client's behalf. So this is just one of the many, many factors that differentiate LBA from your typical tax prep firms. So if you're interested in becoming a new client of ours, there is still time to get your return filed on time, but time is running out. I just said time a lot, didn't I? Anyway, get your free consultation scheduled ASAP. Head on over to www.lipabeerscpa.com slash consultation. That's www.lipabeerscpa.com slash consultation and schedule your free consult today. Today, I got to chat with Heather, Heather Morin, and she is another one of my Rise Mastermind uh, friends and one of my biggest cheerleaders. You guys, I love this girl. So Heather is a photographer who started in the photography business at about the age of 22, but it wasn't until just a few years ago that she found her current passion and niche niche <laughs> niche in brand photography. She now travels around the country doing brand photos for various entrepreneurs. I am so excited to have her here today to talk to you all about the importance of brand photography. Hello, Heather. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi. I'm so excited for you to be here. I think I say that with every every episode. I'm so excited, but I am. I'm really excited you're here. Um, So Heather is a friend from the internet, if you will, but um, she is part of a group I'm in where we're all about um, female entrepreneurs and pushing each other to be bigger and better. Um, And so I found her and she is a, I'll let her talk about who she is, but she is a photographer and she's going to, she's just on here today. I wanted her on here because photography, like having your brand photography is, I think, so so important. And I wanted a professional, an expert to come on and explain why I think all these things are important because I can tell you why they're important, but you're not going to listen to me. You need a, you need an expert to tell you why it's important. So, um, so that's why I have Heather here today. So Heather, welcome again. Thank you. And why don't we just jump right in and, and what I want to hear about first is how you got to where you are right now. You know, what did, what did your journey look like to get you here? Awesome. I am really excited to be here. So this is like probably only the second podcast I've ever been on. So like super excited (laughs) to still be here though. It's awesome. Um, So yes, I am a brand photographer. Um, I actually started, I realized this, that I was a, like, it was a hobby for me. 
probably 2010 or so. Like that's when I really realized that that was like a hobby. Um, so I was just taking pictures for fun. And my friend was like, Hey, do you want to take some pictures of my wedding? I'll pay you 500 bucks. And I'm like, hell yes. I Sold. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, man, that'll pay my rent this month. That's perfect. Um, so it kind of started there and I realized like, this wasn't really just like a hobby. This was this is more of like a passion, right? Yeah. So this was something I was like, well, I, I got to figure out how I can do more of this. And um, so while I was in school, I was like doing the, I'm switching my majors five times, trying <laughs> to figure out how, how I'm going to live my life and who I'm going to be. Um, and I kind of fell into um, the photography department at, uh, I went to Ohio State. So I fell into the, the art department and kind of discovered. Oh, Buckeyes? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yeah, I got yeah, it. Yeah, girl. <laughs> love it um so I started in that and I just like took like their basic like intro class which is like because I was like in between majors where I was like I don't know what I want to do but I could I have like I still have like history classes I need to take and I still have like these art classes that are like the re basic requirements so I took their intro photography and it was learning how to shoot on film so like actual like old school 35 millimeter oh. analog like, like our parents and grandparents. Yeah. Okay. I, fell in love. I was like, this is it. I learned how to develop the film. I learned how to like develop the photos in the darkroom and like make those prints and everything. I was like, I was like, okay, well, I'm sold. I just found out what my new major is going to be and hope nobody freaks out when I say I want to be an art major. <laughs> like, Not to age myself, but I took that same photography class in high school so you're you're definitely younger than me but yes with dark yeah. room all that kind of stuff well, like very school, cool yeah well my high school was uh very small so that was not something that they offered gotcha. so there was a lot my school didn't offer just because of that I was just like, yeah, but because now photography class today is totally different, right? Oh, like, well, oh. it's everywhere and they're teaching it in high school they're teaching it in, like in middle school even of like but it, the thing is, is like with cell phones, like not to get on like super side tangent, but like everybody has a cell phone. So everybody right. has a camera. Yeah. So like the know how to take a picture kind of thing is like not what it used to be in terms of taking a picture versus mm -hmm. using a camera. Right. So, but I think in high school is still probably lots of classes that people are learning those skills. So sorry, um, not to throw you off tangent. Yeah, so no, <laughs> back to loving, back, loving photography class. Back to loving <laughs> photography class in college at Ohio State. Um, so, yeah, so yeah, so I went through their program. I decided that that was what I really wanted to do. Um, my parents were actually incredibly supportive. They're like, we'd rather you get a degree in something that you love, have a job that you enjoy and That's not awesome. worry about how much you're going to make because you don't want to be, you know, 50 years old and stuck at a job working 60 hours a week. Yeah, you might make some good money but like if you hate every minute of it it's not worth it yeah so I'm like oh, okay so, awesome. so I was like really like glad about that but then I'm like okay well I'm I'm just I'm still gonna make money and I'm gonna do the thing <laughs> I'm gonna do all you know I was like 22 and I had no idea what I was doing <laughs> I was tell like, me how you want but I'm going to make money doing this thing you're telling yeah. me I'm not gonna make money yet so watch me right <laughs> watch me work <laughs> yeah uh so I went through the program and you actually have to get accepted into it so you have to apply okay um, so I passed that and I had to pass another one in my junior year, passed it. And then you did have to reapply it, which was really weird. It was like, not really like an application, but it was like, a they called it an application. Cause I got a really nice fancy letter and stuff, but like, <laughs> I, I don't know. So I, I did it my senior year too. So like, I'm basically making sure that like, 
you're doing what you need to be doing to, to, um, cause they, that they approach photography as a fine art aspect, right? It's a yeah. fine art thing. Um, so it was basically just making sure that you were kind of like on track for that oh, gotcha. and, and whatever else. So it really like, it wasn't applying, but you like, it kind of was, that's kind of what they called you had it. You to prove yourself to keep going kind of, right? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Gotcha. Um, like a thesis, it was basically like junior thesis, senior thesis okay. kind of deal. Um, but with photography. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, so did that. So I graduated in 2014. Um, and then I started a day job and I was like picking up uh, where I was, you know, working my 40 hours. And then I was like on the side, I'm like, how, how am I going to like start this business? I want to do more of this. I really, cause I was doing, I did a wedding while I was still in college too. Cool. And it was like, okay, this is really what I want to do. I had bought my first digital camp, like real, like, um, like DSLR when I was uh-huh. in college. So it was like, I, and I had to save up for that because being in college, like you don't have a lot of extra funds and right. everything. So I started doing that and I was doing families. I was doing weddings. Um, I would do engagement photos, corporate events, like anybody that would come up to me and was like, Hey, we'll pay you a couple hundred bucks. If you come and do this, I was like, yes, yep, <laughs> because I, I, I needed to build my portfolio that's what everybody kept telling me I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And like, that was how, that was what was going to get me down the road to where I wanted to be. So yeah. I was like, okay, so let's do it. I'll make a little bit of money and just hopefully keep that keeps happening. So I, it's just consistent, right? Like yeah. it was just been a lot of qual, um, quantity. Mm-hmm. So it got to the point where I was kind of like struggling because it wasn't happening. Like I was talking about my business and I was just like, you know, trying to get referrals and doing whatever. And at the time I had no idea how big the entrepreneurial world was. Mm -hmm. I had no idea business coaches were a thing. I had no idea like masterminds were, I had no clue about like, and you didn't know what you didn't know. Right. So you didn't know you were missing out. (laughs) Right. I was just like, man, I went to school for this. This should be easy. And like, no, it, it wasn't. No. <laughs> it helps, but it was still very hard. Yes. Um, yeah. So in fast forward a little bit to uh, 2018, I took a branding course okay. and that, that was to learn about photography branding, right? And kind of um, to learn like what that was. And this was taught by a woman that I had been following probably for the last five years at the time. Like she ran a photographer education blog and I got her emails. So I was really like, I had bought some of her stuff before and I was implementing it for marketing my business. Um, cause she was a photographer and turned educator. So I was trying to figure out like, okay, like I'm using this and trying to apply this in real life to myself. Um, and when she said she was offering this course, I was like, okay, well, everything else she's done has been great. So I'm like, I'm totally down for this, even though it's like this new thing she was offering, and I got, I don't know, I think it was like a 10 week course and I got like two weeks in and I was like, somebody hold the phone because this is like, this is, this is it. Like, this is the thing, like that gut feeling when you're just like, yes. this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. That so happened. Awesome. Oh, so <laughs> I good. Yeah. No I was going to make it happen, but I knew that was the thing. Right. And I was you like, had the what? Yeah. So I was like, figure out the how yeah. I was like, I'll figure it out. It'll be fine. Um, so so I did that. And then like, I had like this major breakdown because we were, my day job, I was still at this day job after college, right? Like this is all post-college and I'm making 
pretty much minimum wage kind of deal, like very low amounts of money in a yearly basis, right? It was like under 30,000 a year. And I'm like struggling of how to pay for a mortgage and how to pay for my student loans and how to like just live day to day Mm -hmm. without all this extra stuff, right? And we had just gotten married. So we had like expenses from that we were trying to like finalize. And it was just like, and then our AC broke and it was May and for that year in Ohio, it was really hot really early. Mm-hmm. So it was already in May. It was disastrous. So I was like, Ugh. like, I was like, I don't know what we're going to do. Like, I'm like, I literally had a meltdown and I reached out to a friend of mine who had transitioned her business, um, to become a business coach. And so she went from being a direct sales girl, which she did very, very successfully, um, to become a business coach. And she had asked me about it before. And I was like, listen, I was like, I know I wasn't ready before, but I was like, I think now I need to, I was like, I don't have a choice. I was like, I need to make this work. Um, and so we got on a call and we talked about it and she let me cry and like get all sorts of upset and everything. Um, and so she's like, I think this is what you need to do. And she's like, I think you need to hire me so we can get your business set up so you can make money from that so that you can pay for these things that you need. She's like, and that's literally it. She's like, you need to get this set up so it's ready to go. I was like, okay. I was like, well, I'm going to have to talk to my husband. Like, I was like, I'm not going to be able to do this without doing that. I was like, he needs to know. I was like, whether he's on board or not doesn't necessarily (laughs) matter as much. Like, because. But he needs to know. I was like, but he needs to know. So I went home and had a conversation with him and he like freaked out when he found out how much I was going to want to spend. Cause it was a lot. And like, that was a huge investment. That was my, that would be, that was my first investment like ever mm-hmm. into myself into for personal development, personal growth and everything. Mm-hmm. And so it was really freaking scary to do that. But then when I, I, we decided to do it, I decided to hire and he was like, okay, because at the time I had the money in my account, I was like, I will take care of this. I said, this will not affect, um, you know, our personal finances in regards to like okay. household things. Oh, right? cool. Okay. Right. So like, we didn't have to worry about that not making good. Or yeah. like, I was like between what I am, I have in my account and what the, the little that the business is pulling in, which was very, very minimal. Like, um, I was like, I'll make it work. It'll be fine. I was like, she's going to help me get clients. I'll get clients. And then I'll be able to still continue paying for this. Cause it was, a, I did a payment plan. So it was drawn out mm-hmm. and I worked with her one-to-one for six months. And it was a game changer. During that time, I was able to get like all the foundation set up and get a structure and figure out how I was going to take payments from clients and all of those things. So good. And then she was, we had a discussion about niching down and she was like, she's like, you are still going to do all of these things. And I was like, yeah, cause then I could do whatever. And I'll always have like potential clients coming to me and all yeah. this stuff. And she was like, she's like, I've known you for a while. Like we were friends way before she became a business coach. She's like, okay. I'm gonna be honest with you. She's like, I don't think you should do that. She's like, I think you need to narrow it down. I think she's like, I think you ought to pick one. She's like, or at the most two, because if she's like in photography, I feel like so many people do all of the things mm-hmm. that they're not known as an expert in like the one thing that they actually do really, really well because they take on all these other different types. Yes. Of things and I think not to interrupt you, but I think this yeah. is a very important thing to, for you guys to listen to. Um, uh, and, and my business is called nailing your niche or your niche. And, um, and the, the thing about that, you guys is what is Jack of all trades, master of none. Right. So if you do everything, you're, you're not doing it to the best you can. Right. And, if you're not doing it the best you can, then you're not putting your best product out there, then you're not going to get more people. If you can nail down your niche and become an expert in whatever it is you do, your work is going to uh, 
um, work for you as advertising, right? You're going to get word of mouth. You're going to build your business by that. So it is very important um, and not what we're actually talking about today, but to, <laughs> to, to make sure you have that you do figure out what your niche is because being a jack of all trades is in the long run, not going to serve you. You have to be able to be an expert in something, you know, be able to, um, so that by doing that, you then put out this fantastic product or service or whatever it is you're providing. And it's so good that your clients start acting as, you know, billboards for you and start act doing your, your marketing and your advertising for you. So sorry, got off tangent. I told you that was going to happen, but, uh, <laughs> um, coming back, um, back around to <clears throat> where were we, where were we? Um, um I was talking, Oh God, <laughs> I got it. I got it. So we were, yeah, we were just talking about how I had hired her, right. And nailing, yes. figuring out whatever niche I was going to be in. Yep. And I was like, well, I don't know. And she's like, no, I think you do because exactly like what you said is like, you do one thing very, very, very well. It will be a no brainer for people to mm -hmm. refer to you as that. But if like, because then and not only that, then it translates into your website and your social media. If you're kind of like showcasing all of the stuff all over the place that doesn't really tie in for one thing. Um, like if I was trying to do weddings and all this, yeah, I'd have great tons of tons of pictures, but like people really like, well, she's not, she doesn't, she's not like, this isn't all she does. Right. So like mm -hmm. her wedding clients would come first and they get the priority and, and whatever. So like there was a lot of that and it got to the point actually, or the year before I had done a handful of weddings. It was like actually the most I had ever done. It was 10 weddings and I just felt burnout on it and just wasn't like, I, excuse me, I love weddings because you get, you're going and you're celebrating these two people that are loving each other and want to spend the rest of their life together. And like, I would cry at like all the weddings I did photos that, so like <laughs> behind the camera, I'm like taking pictures while I'm sobbing, right? Like this is beautiful. And so, so good. Right. And so I was like, I love that, but it was, I also had that problem, which was, this is goes into the structure part is I wasn't charging enough. And so mm -hmm. I was feeling super burnout. And that's also something too, is where I think it's important if you're niche down, you can charge more because that's all you do. And because then it helps elevate your status as the expert, which then in turn elevates your brand. Yes. And that's what I wanted as I wanted to be really known for doing something really, really well. Um, and I decided that at that point I was like, okay, well, I'm just, I'm just going to do branding. I'm not, I'm not going to do anything else. So I had, I had stuff and that was like, I think that was like June of 2018. And I was like, okay, okay. I'm doing whatever, whatever is already scheduled and on the calendar, um, for this year, like that I've, people have signed contracts for and whatever. I was like, that's, that's it. That is the last that I'm doing. I will honor them obviously. Um, I was like, but I'm, I won't take on any more. And, and I didn't. I was offered, I tell you, even now, like, oh, like almost two years later, I still get offers of like, Hey, will you photograph this wedding? So-and-so needs a photographer. And I'm like, they're like, we'll pay you, you know, their budget's like three to $4,000. And I'm like, no, I was like, I don't want to no. like at all. Like I just don't, I don't enjoy it. Like what I used to. Um, so once I made that decision, I never went back. Right. So I, I booked branding clients from then on and honored everything that I had through the end of 2018. And it was perfect. Um, I do have to say though, just to be like full transparency is I have one family that I take photos for because she's an old friend. Yep. That's it. Like there's I, nobody else, else right? yeah, there's <laughs> nobody else really like in family, some family gets pictures. We all have like, that. 
that's like my like my like what is that the um not the caveat but like uh but, well it, it, it you said it it's the exception but it's yeah. like yeah it's the one thing I still do but yeah we we have that too like we don't give a discount unless you're you know this person <laughs> right. like because you they've been there from the beginning and helped you when you were yeah. a nobody and working out of your garage yeah. or whatever <laughs> right yeah um so like other than that though I don't I don't work with anybody who's not an entrepreneur okay um and then I kind of realized that I also just wanted to work with women. Like as I was like doing some like portfolio building in the branding area and realizing like how people were reacting to what I was saying and how, what I had to offer, that was who resonated. I can resonate with the most. And because they got what I under I was doing, mm -hmm. the men that I interacted with were just like, no, you should do it for free. Cause you're brand new and you're starting up. But I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, no. even if I was brand new as a photographer, that's a big maybe, but I've been a photographer. I have people that have paid me for weddings and like, yes. I'm like, no. like, no, so that was like a super huge turnoff and even more like confirmation of who is my target audience mm -hmm. and who am I trying to reach? Right. Yes. So that was really where I was able to like, just just slowly as we're going through is like narrowing down that lane of who fits in this, in this. Mm -hmm. Um, so then, um, so once our one-to-one -one was over and I decided to rehire her to join her mastermind and that took me through the end of 18 into 19. And it was then that I was like, I was really, really stressed out with my day job and I really wanted to leave. And I'm like, how do I make this happen? Mm -hmm. How do I leave this job that I hate? It's toxic and it's sucking the soul out of me every time I go there. And it was like, okay. So I sat down and I was like, what do I need to leave? What is it that, what, it, what has to be in place in order for me to say yes to quitting, right? Mm -hmm. I would have quit as soon as absolutely possible. But my husband said that was not happening. <laughs> said, not an option. Not an option. Try again. Yeah, basically. And he goes, he goes, we need like a nest egg. We need some money in the, the bank accounts to make sure that we've got something to help us and not feel like we're going to be struggling right away when that happens. I said, okay, so how much? He just looked at me. So <laughs> I was like, oh no, I was like, I'm serious. How much? Like, what is that magic number for you? Mm -hmm. Like for us, mm -hmm. what is that going to look like? So we sat down and we figured it out and it was about, um, I think it was about 20 grand okay. by the time we had some stuff, some of it went into our savings and some of it was in our checking to make sure we could cover our bills and whatever mm -hmm. for like the next however many months as we started. And I was like, okay. I was like, and this is it. And that was almost basically almost what I, um, what my income was going to be anyways, like from leaving that job. Yeah, so okay. he was like, he's like, this is what we need. And I was like, okay. So I was like, well, I want to quit by july of 2019 and how do i make this happen so i reverse engineered everything right of this yep. is what i need every month in order to achieve my goals and to get all you know to get there and everything and so i did it and 2019 showed up and i was just like out of the gate like crazy woman like pedal to the metal like let's go on. yeah like game on and um the end of june showed up and i was like okay we got this like let's do this and then my car broke down <laughs> because Ooh. that is what happens, right? Yep. And I have learned Murphy's that it is Murphy's Law. And I was like, I've learned that every time something major breaks, there is something happening after it. Like there is a big breakthrough coming right behind it, right? Mm -hmm. So we had to buy a car. 
and then not even a brand new car, just like a new to me just car. A car, yes. A car. Like I have to be, I still have to finish getting to work. I still have to be able to go to clients. I have to have a car. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, well, what are we spending? So we looked at that and basically it was enough that it was going to set us back. Well, set me back basically a couple months in terms of leaving the job. So I was like, all right, fine. I said, I need a car. It's worth it. It's fine. Um, so I did that. And then I came back, um, from Labor Day weekend and I turned in my two weeks. So in September 2019, so it was really only like two months. So I was like, like in the grand scheme of things, what is two more months at some place where I've already been for over five years? Right. You know, I was like, like really all that does is it allows me to collect a full-time paycheck and then also still building my side business, right? Becoming the full business. So that was about four months ago, give or take, uh, the, on the exact date that I have been working for myself. And it has been like absolutely freaking amazing. (laughs) Oh, good. And, and you guys like that, what Heather just said really attests to um, a belief that life is happening for you and not to you. You go through these struggles and, and the world tests you. And, and we, I believe, and Heather, I'm sure will agree with me that these challenges are just preparing you for the bigger ones to come. So, oh, you know, for, for Heather, it was this car breaking down and having to figure out finances. That was the major one. Well, yeah, but that is yeah. like everything is building because as you find success and you grow, your challenges are also going to grow with you. And Absolutely. so you'll, you'll see, like, I guess when you look back, what you thought were major issues at the time now seem like nothing because as you are getting bigger, your issues and problems are getting bigger. So you guys, these things happen because they're preparing you for the next bigger challenge. And so just remember that life is happening for you, not to you. Um, that all those struggles are for a reason. I hate saying that because it sounds so cliche, but just it's cliche, but it's true. Use them, use them to, to figure out what, why did this happen for me and figure out what you're supposed to learn from it. Um, oh, absolutely. Oh gosh. So that said, let, let's actually get into why I even have you on today. Oh we've my already, God. <laughs> like, already, you, like, we've like already had before. so many good things, you guys. Like you yeah. haven't even heard about, about it. So I want to know, Heather, like why, why brand photography? Why as an entrepreneur is this important to me? And why should I be considering, you know, getting, hiring a photographer to do this for me? Yeah, totally. So, you know, everybody is on social media. Everybody's online. We live in such a like hyper digital area of our like of, of the world now like this is what it, we have now does did not really truly exist like 30 years ago this right. is like it's so different so like how you reach your audience and how you're finding clients and reaching people and connecting is a lot different you're not sending out necessarily and I know some people still do but like it's not a that's your go-to like people used to send out flyers and postcards like nobody's business like Right. right. So like that used to be the way you'd reach people. And that's not really how it's done now. Right. It's all digital. So you yeah. have people on Instagram, people on Facebook, their websites, all their, all the different marketing digital needs. You need photos to, to show these people who you are. Like, yeah. so if you're reaching people, if you like, I live in Ohio and I'm trying to reach somebody in California, they're not going to see me like walking down the street, right? right. They're not going to meet me at a networking event. They need to see me online because that's how we're going to connect. That's how I connected with somebody even yesterday. Like she lives in Colorado. Like I have, that's where I am. Just so you know, she lives, I don't even remember where she was, but she was somewhere in Colorado. And I was like, if it was not for Facebook, we would not have connected. Right. Right. 
So you have to, in order to grow your business, you have to be where your, those people are, where your audience is, where those ideal clients are. So you have to show your face. That is like the biggest thing to, to, as a small business owner, as an entrepreneur, you have to get your face out there Mm -hmm. because people are not buying like they are, but they're not initially, they're not buying your service. They're not buying your product. They're buying you. They're buying Mm -hmm. into your story. They're buying into the the shit you went through to get to where you are. They're, they're buying into everything about you because they want to know about you and who you are. Right. That's what tells them to buy from you. So the best way to do that is through photography. The best way to share your stories and the, and what you do and who you are that, you know, maybe, you know, when you go to the gym and you do all these things and your hobbies and stuff like that, you don't necessarily, people don't see that, right? But you want to talk about it. So then you have photos to kind of help showcase it and show this is what you're doing and things that you do. Um, Brand photography is also about including like family. So brand photography is like this, um, it's like this like mixing pot of all these different kinds of photography. So it includes headshots and includes lifestyle mm-hmm. and it can include event photography. Um, I had a client that did a Ted talk that part of what her, what we covered was her on stage having photos. So like she had her own photos. She didn't have to wait for the Ted talk people yeah. to get back with her on, on that stuff. Right. Uh, we've done photos with her and her family. So like events that she hosted. So it's very like real time, like photos of different things, curated to what each person needs. Yeah. So it's super helpful to have that because if it's a recurring event or whatever, even if, as long as it's got like your face in it, you can utilize that as a marketing material. You can yes. use a Facebook ad. You can use that on a landing page, a sales page to sell a program, to sell your service or like whatever it is that you're trying to reach people with. Yeah. So it's super important to catch their attention in that way. Yeah. Right. And I think I, God, I read something. It might've been Jenna Kutcher cause she's a photographer and a, right. that I follow, but I think she said she gave some sort of statistic about like social media posts with a picture of you have X amount higher percentage of engagement than those oh, yeah. without. And I don't know the exact stat, but I think I it don't. just goes back into yeah. the fact that posting you, um, is important, you know, and, and, and we do, we, we have a mix of like, you know, like stock photos of like tax returns and calculators and stuff, but we make it a purpose to always also have pictures of us and our team in there because, because of this, because it says Mm -hmm. that you are more, you're going to get more engagement if there are pictures of you. And I think it goes back to you saying that you're selling yourself as well as your, your product or your service. Yeah, Um, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So like there's, there's a time and place for stock photos and kind of like what you mentioned, like having something super basic with like calculators and notebooks or stuff like that's fine, but like, you're not want to make all your social media posts, stock photos of people that you don't even know people that are your employees, people that aren't like, aren't you. Right. So like, it's okay to use them, but like you should never rely heavily on them because it's not, it's not authentic. And when you look at, um, you look at these people's feeds and like some of these high influencers, like their, their feeds look so good and it's so cohesive and it's so pretty, but like sometimes most of those photos are stock photos, Mm -hmm. which, which reduces their authenticity. It reduces their touch in it. And that's something that I try to make sure happens with my clients is that yes, we could make some like really, we could, we could create those kinds of photos, but that's not what's going to pull people in. It just looks pretty. You need, so my focus is authenticity, right? You need to have you in there. And even if it's not absolutely perfect, you get to talk about that because life's not perfect. You get to talk about, you get to talk about like being real on life because like 
the thing that irks me so much is like people like celebrities like the kardashians and stuff like like all everything all their stuff is photoshopped all of their their skin is photoshopped it's airbrushed it's like super magazine quality stuff that's not real life and people know it no people and i think no that's not real and there's i personally because i know i am but i think personally people are sick of it i think people yeah. want to see real people mm -hmm. and in order to do that you get to show up as you flaws and all you know the crooked yeah. smile the freckles the whatever like you have to show up as you in order to to reach through all of this insta-worthy perfect noise that is Boom. everywhere so my job done thank you for coming yep. to my so, well and, and as you're saying that i'm thinking about the people that i follow you know rachel hollis kate scudder jenna kutcher these people the reason they resonate with me is because they are posting their authentic self and they're posting these things and i'm like oh shit i have that same problem like you know and that's i want to i want more of that i keep following them because i want to see more of that and it's funny I, not to intrude on your your interview but i had a coach one time who um listened and I'm sure he's still listening. I still love him as a person, but mm -hmm. he listened to my first episode where I got super vulnerable. I was like talking about my financial issues and starting a business. And he's like, why are you telling your listeners this? Like they want to hear not. what a badass you are. And I'm just like, but yeah, but there's this, there's this part of being you and growing your brand is also being vulnerable. And a lot of people love that true transparency of like, this is the real shit I'm going mm -hmm. through. I'm yeah. struggling financially or, you know, this is happening and we can't afford to do this because like whatever, like whatever yeah. real life problems, so many people, even as, you know, entrepreneurs, they're going through it as well. Like, or they have yeah. gone through it or they know somebody that has, and they can be like, Hey, you should listen to this person because they went through exactly what you're going through. And like, she's super inspiring because yeah. look how she came out the other side of it. Yeah. That's and that's, that, and that's the thing, like being, being authentic and seeing like, oh, if they can make it through the struggle, so can I. And coming mm -hmm. from the point that I was coming from is that these type of people resonated with me, right? Like I said, the Rachel Hollis is the Jenna Cutters, mm -hmm. the Case Scudders. And so if those people resonate with me, that means that's the kind of person I am. I feel like I want to be an authentic person. So then I want to present my authentic self. And if I'm not, if I'm excluding that certain kind of client potential clientele that my coach was telling me I'm going to exclude by doing this, but they're not my ideal client anyway. Right. Agreed. I want to attract people that are like me. Mm -hmm. I do. I want, I want clients who share my same values and, and, um, visions. And so you can't, and it comes back to niching, right? Like mm -hmm. you're not going to please everyone. You're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Okay. But do you want to sell a fake version of you that you have to then constantly be trying to live up to and trying to like put on this facade? Or do you want to be like, Hey, this is me. I'm falling apart. The wheels are off, but you know what? Come work with me anyway. And when they come right, work with you, look, they we're go, going downhill. So the moment, <laughs> the momentum is there, but you know, like to, to, to yeah. present who you actually are and then be able to present, you know, like every time you meet with that client, be able to, you know, like, you'll be like, yep, I am, you know, today is a hot mess, but we're good, you know? And yeah. also just, I think, and again, it resonates with me to see like when people are like, like I see this, you know, these people who are so put together, who have a, these amazing businesses are running, are, are slaying it. But then to see that they have these moments where they fall apart too, just makes me know that I can do it too. You know, like it just makes them more real. Like yes. they're, a, they're just a, they're just another human being. Having and they have days, problems. Having failures, yeah. having everything just build, just make you stronger. You know, you can still succeed when you have these hurdles to overcome. So, oh, absolutely. Oh, so good. So 
when, so now that I know I need a brand photographer, Heather, like <laughs> yes. what, what, do, what do I look for? Do I, I mean, I don't just want Joe Schmo. I'm not, I know I don't want to shop for price. I'm not one to shop for price. I know you get what you pay for. So oh, yes. what do I look for when I'm looking for a photographer for brand? So the number one thing I would recommend is I would hire somebody that actually says that they do brand photography, right? Okay. You're not going to want to hire a newborn photographer or even a family photographer. And the reason for that is they are not going to offer you a commercial license. Brand photographers will offer you a commercial license. Usually, at least I do, I include it in, in the, the thing. It's a one price, includes all everything, right? Okay. And what that does is that gives you the right to use those photos for your marketing purposes, right? Oh, so yeah. brand photos are an asset to your business, right? Yes. Like you're investing in them. They're an asset because as you use them, they're going to make you money, whether mm -hmm. that's Facebook ads, your content, your sales pages to help, you know, pull people in. Um, if you write a book and you need, you've, you use one of your photos for your author's photo, right? On the mm -hmm. back panel, that's helping you make money. So this whole point is, is you need somebody that understands that okay. and that, that gets it. Because family photographers, if you were to do that and, and use it for that, they, one, they typically watermark everything. And uh -huh. you, as an entrepreneur, the photos you should be using online should, in theory, never have a watermark on them, right? right? It should show sense. that you have the right to use these because then anybody that's viewing them is going to be so distracted by the fact that there's a big watermark of so-and-so's photography business on there versus then like paying attention to the content that you're putting out. Right. right. So right. yeah. And then a lot of people, the other, another thing is, is editing style. So like everybody yeah. has a, a style that they like um, for their feed or everything that they put on Instagram goes through a specific filter that they have. Right. And so okay. that way it stays co cohesiveness for them. Yes. Most photographers like family photographers will not let you do that because that is create alter on um, altering yes. the work. Right. Okay, and I went yes. through this when I did families and, and stuff and I, and when it was like really bad, I'm like, Hey, can you not do that? Like I spent a lot of time trying to make this yeah. look a certain way and make this look really, really good for you. Which totally <laughs> makes sense coming right. from a business point of view, but that's one thing you need. And I did, would not have even thought about that. Yeah. So, so you said, did you say commercial license? Is commercial or, license. Okay. Yes. Okay. So making sure you get a they, commercial? That you get one so that you get to use the photos. Okay. okay. So typically that means you get to use them as mm -hmm. you wish, right? Like, um, how, does, yeah, that, how so does that work? It, it depends. So it will vary per photographer. Okay. But so basically like, like for me, for example, um, cause I don't know what other photographers do in this way. Like you would not be able to turn around and sell those photos to somebody oh, else. Oh, right. Okay. Like they would be for you, for your business. And as long as you own your business, you can use okay. them for however long you want. Cool. So like, okay. um, I think they're like, if, when you think a lot of people think commercial licenses, they're thinking like somebody like Nike or like Coca-Cola right. or somebody major, those are different contracts. And that's what it comes down to is in the details of the contract. What does the contract say you get to okay. do with photos? What is, um, what is the terms of it? So like if you were to ever sell your business to somebody else, they would not automatically assume those photos because okay. they're going to change the name of your business, right? Yes. If they buy it from you. So then that becomes something else. But if they're like, we would like to buy these photos and that is something that you, you know, you're interested in doing. And they're like, well, you have to contact the photographer Got you. because okay. that it's because the photographer, that makes sense. Okay. which actually yeah. leads me right into the next um, part is knowing what copyright is knowing yes. who like actually owns the photos. So most of the time, the photographer will always own the photos. The okay. photographer owns the copyright because the photographer owns the image itself. Okay. 
Whereas with, but the commercial license allows you as the client to use the photo how you need, right? Okay. That, that gives you permission to take this photo and use it and market and, and do whatever with it. Right? As the contract says, I'm as getting it. I'm learning. Okay. Oh yes. Oh yeah, girl. <laughs> um, so the contract tells you that you get to do this, but that I do remain, own, I have ownership. Now, there are instances where I have clients who want absolute control of the image of where it's used and how it's used. Okay. And that will typically be like people who are at a very high performing, um, very, like very, very large based, um, somebody who would be like, let's say like somebody like maybe, um, like Lewis Howells or Rachel Hollis, right? If okay. they do a photo shoot and they decide, I don't want you or anybody, honestly, I don't want you as the photographer to use these photos anywhere else. They can ah, okay. the rights to the photos. Okay. Got so you. that is always an option for people okay. to do. I assume that will be a lot pricier. Yes. Because okay. what happens with there means me as the photographer means I no longer actually own those images and I cannot use them anywhere. Got you. Okay. Absolutely. This cannot. is, oh, I'm learning so much. Right? So there's almost like levels, right? So for yes. most of us, a commercial license will, is, will is suffice yep. and just making sure that we understand what that means. And so that might mean asking the photographer certain questions. Like I wouldn't yes. have thought about the changing filters and all that stuff being something that could potentially, you know, put me out of compliance, if you will. So just having that conversation so right? with the commercial license you get to do this yeah that's, that's what i'm saying like yeah. i yeah okay I I just just, make sure no sorry yeah so making sure that your commercial license allows you to do that and yes. just those are things i would have never thought about so because i'm like oh it's just a filter i'm not changing it but you are you're like changing the artwork and all that like you said the editing everything that they did yeah so it's um, like buying a painting and then in taking a sharpie and, and adding your own oh like, god like, yeah like, you know I mean? okay there you go there's yeah. the visual i needed to be like stop it <laughs> like buying a monet but like this is missing something and i'm gonna add my touch in right like Oh yeah, so yeah, totally. Do that. Yeah, so not like obviously not quite that extreme, but, like, but, but that makes that's probably a better uh, way for people to understand, yeah. like kind of like where that goes. Um, and the other thing is is the option for um, an NDA, right? Saying like you're not allowed to talk about mm, it, like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, non disclosure mm -hmm. agreement. Yeah, you're like you could take their photos and you can do whatever, but you can't say. You can't be like, oh, I take photos of Kim Kardashian all the time. Got you. Yeah, you know what I mean, like I can't brag about it. Mm -hmm. So like because of that, then the client pays more too. Right. Okay. So like, that's a thing of like, if you are at such a high level where you don't want people knowing who you've hired and different things, gotcha. like, that's like, that's a thing. And I was like, no way. And then like my mentor was like, oh yes, that is a thing. That's like, a thing. like there are people that do not want, they want like, basically that's like super complete control of their photos yeah. to ensure, um, their public view of their brand is, is, put out in such a good way so that it's not misused. Got you. Which That's is actually part of my contract of, I, I will not use your photos in a negative manner towards something illegal or anything of distaste like that. Gotcha. So that way the client's protected. So the whole point of the contract is to protect the client and the photographer so cool. that nobody, um, nobody feels like they, they were taken advantage of. Like both peoples are, are protected, right? That's perfect. Awesome. Um, yeah. So, so what else do we got for when you're hiring a photographer? Do we cover everything or you got more? I can't oh, I got a couple more. I well, you, hell yeah, you do. Like, I, like come on now. Divine download. It was just going to come to my I just head. knew. I, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. What else we got? Make sure you vibe with them. Like, yes. on. 
so many people tell me they're like, it was so awkward to work with somebody. And it was, you know, it was a guy or even if it was a girl and they're just like, it was weird because they just didn't tell me if I was doing things right. They didn't really talk to me during the whole photo. They're like, it was just weird. So like, I highly recommend you make sure you vibe with somebody. So get on the phone, do a zoom call, meet them in person. If that's an option, um, whatever, just to make sure. Cause you always know when you meet somebody like, like, oh, I like this person. They seem really cool. Or like, we're vibing really well. Yeah. What, like, you will pick up on that instinctively. Mm -hmm. And then you'll know if it's a good fit for you to even potentially think about hiring that person. Yes. And so honestly, you guys, that's a tip for anything, any yes. contractor, any partner you're going to work with is make sure you vibe with them. Um, we, I mean, we have that same... Uh, concept in in accounting, you know, like there's so many clients that we get because they vibe with us after they've met with dozens of of um, potential CPAs because they didn't vibe with those. So it's so important, no matter who you're, whether it's a any source, photographer, accountant, graphic designer, make sure you you vibe um, because this is a relationship you're building and you have to be able to nurture it. And so you have to get, to get along, right? Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Like that, that's huge. That's like, I would almost even say that's like the biggest thing ever. Yeah. Like you need to make sure like you vibe with them before you even worry about the rest of the stuff yeah. first. Um, so there's that. The other part is, is a, I would like, I would like to say that all photographers that do branding and do um, kind of commercial would take into account your editing style. Mm -hmm. So like for me, so typically if you were to hire a wedding photographer, you know, when you hire that wedding photographer, that's the photos you're, that you're going to get like their mm -hmm. style, how they edit the photos is what you're getting. And that's not what I do though. So I have clients that tell, I, I edit your photos based on your style, based on what you want. So I have client photos that are very light and bright and, and very colorful. And I have a client who her stuff is very more dark and moody and kind of like edgy, yeah. but that's who she is, right? Like that matches her tone, it matches her personality and matches everything about her. So that's something to take into consideration is that will they edit things the way that you want to match your brand? So is that flexibility and editing style in a brand photographer? Is that something that a good brand photographer should do? Or is that something that differentiates you from a normal brand photographer? You know, to be honest, I don't know if okay. other people do that, but I am definitely saying that is definitely something that sets me apart. Is Got like, you. I, 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 cause I ask my clients, I'm like, how do you show me examples of what you want? What do you want? What is your style? How do you want these to look? And if like, we need to play with it multiple times to get the edit correct, like, and that way I have something to base it off of, then we do like, which is why oh, Pinterest boards are so helpful. So yeah. I think that really helps me stand out in order, in order to serve my client, because what I want and what I like is not what works for your brand. I love it. And like, there's so many people and there's so many different ways, but like, yeah. so it's a really nice way to have like really super customized images that you yeah. never, which in theory helps prevent, not, not prevent, but it helps you save you a step. You don't have to go back and creatively edit these additional yeah. that match your brand. If the photographer can deliver the final product, already matching your brand. Like think of how much time that saves you when you're yeah. going to put something on Instagram and you have to like mess with a filter or like you have your own filter or like whatever. Yes. It just saves you that much more time when you're batching content and, and planning all of that kind of stuff out. Yes. And I think that's so important. And I don't know if this, if this skips anything for you, but I think that goes into why it's so important to make these investments in your business and in yourself. And you talked about it just now, like, so it's investing in a good brand photographer because 
sure, you know, Heather might be twice the price as Sally, you know, Sally Soso down the street. <laughs> I'm but like, it's Sally's she, last name. <laughs> but she does all of the editing for me. She edits the way I want. How many hours is she saving me by doing that? You know, and how much time is she now saving off my plate that I can now go out and spend and make money? And that's an analogy that I use all the time for, for my audience here is when you're thinking you can't afford to hire someone, put it into a monetary value. You know, how many hours are you spending on that activity? How much money could you make taking that time and putting it working on your business? And does that pay for that person? Because so many times you're going to pay for that person on the amount of time you're saving from doing that task yourself. Absolutely. So I think I had made, I had, I had talked about this um, with somebody else recently and it was like, if you are only relying on your cell phone to take selfies or pictures of things around you for, as your content, like for the images, if you were to spend, you know, typically we take multiple selfies trying to get the right one. That's like, this mm-hmm. is like deemable to put online. That's like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And if that's 20 minutes and you're doing that twice a day, seven days a week, yeah. all year long, how much time are you, like, how much time are you saving? Yes. Like that right there alone, not, not, not counting the fact that when you, I do a full session with a client, that's 90 days worth of content in one day. Yes. Like you're getting, you're getting three months worth of images at a time or more, or more so that you can plan your stuff out so far in advance. You don't have to worry about it. And then you just, beca- you just create this, like your own curated library of photos. You need a photo. Somebody comes to you, you got a speaking gig and they're like, Hey, we need a couple photos. You go to your, your library. Okay. I have all these professional photos. What are my top three favorites? What are the ones that will work for this particular type of speaking yes. gig? Like, you know, so like you get to use these in so many ways and it just, it saves so many time. Cause like so many people are like, Hey, I need some last minute headshots because I have a thing next week. And like, like, and then you're like stressed out, panicking, like, oh my God, I need a photographer because I need photos and I haven't had photos done in two years and da da da. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're constantly having fresh photos done with, by a photographer, you always have good photos yes. to use for whatever, especially if something comes up last minute. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we had something open up. We thought you might like to, to do this or we're, yeah. you know, or whatever. And then you just have this file to pull from instead exactly. of panicking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well. God, Heather, I feel like I could talk to you for another <laughs> hour, but I, I can't. Probably I, shouldn't. <laughs> we God, can go down the I rabbit hole. I don't like this. Today is just a great day. So before, I know we have plenty of other things we can talk, to, talk about, in it, so we might end up having to come back and have another episode. Yeah. But is there anything else we can leave our listeners with that I missed that you absolutely want to touch on today before we say goodbye? Um everybody's at a different point. So like there are different photographers at different price points to get this. So I would recommend no matter what that looks like for you, get professional photos, get photos taken of yourself by, by somebody else with a real camera, not a cell phone (laughs) because it's going to, it will level up your business. And yes, we all started with cell phone shots and selfies and that is totally okay. But as soon as you're able to spend something there's always somebody for everybody's budget as soon as you're able to do that i highly recommend you do it because it will it'll game change yep. it'll change everything for you I um, it. and it's just it's i think it's super important to have photos oh, at every so good yeah so all right so two questions i ask everyone um, okay so who's your favorite superhero and why uh okay so can i have a tie like is that okay sure. Okay. There's no rules. Yeah. I mean, it was like, is it like, is this like a hard rule of like, you have to pick somebody? No, I have people who don't even really have a superhero. We talk about other, sh- other things. So there okay. are no rules. Okay. Um, 
It would have to be a tie, I think, between Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Okay. I think for obvious reasons. <laughs> um, I love it. I just, I just really loved um, the super, the, the, sorry, the Wonder Woman movie. Just, I was like I in awe and I was like, she is like such a badass. I want to be just like her. Yes. Right? Like, I don't know yes. that I can go and dodge bullets and stuff or whatever. No, but, like, but. Just like her attitude and willingness to just, just go. Like, she knows what she knows and she's, she knows she's good at it. She just wants to go. Yes. She's like, let me at it, let me at it. And then Aquaman because, hello, Jason Momoa. I know. He's just, that, he's that's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> but the movie was also good too because I, I liked, I liked, I liked the movie. It was really, really excellent. Good. Awesome. So before I let you go, can you please okay. tell our listeners where they can find you? Oh, yes. So you can find me literally like anywhere. Um, I have, you can find my dog just walked in. <laughs> like, why is the car opening? That was so creepy. Um, what just happened? Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Heather Moran Creative. You can find me on Facebook, um, Heather Moran or Heather Moran Creative. I have a business page on there. You can also find, check out my website and you can like kind of see more like about what I do and connect with me at heathermorancreative.com where if you also go to, you can sign up to get, I have a free guide. Like, yes. Right. It was good too. So, um, oh, yay. <laughs> that makes me happy. Um, so like I have a free guide. Basically, I think it's like, oh gosh, I think it's like 15 ways to like look good in photos right now. What can you do without necessarily having to go and hire a photographer or even like the next time your best friend takes a photo of you, how can you look your absolute best? So there's a ton of little tips and goodies in there. Um, and there's a link for it. So hopefully we'll, we can get that shared. Yep, it'll be in the show notes for sure. Awesome. Um, but yeah, so hopefully that's helpful. And they're just, they're just super simple things. Um, like how you're standing and how you carry yourself in order to look better in photos and feel more confident about how you're even showing up. So like the next time, you know, mom, grandma wants to take a photo of the family, you already know how you, what you need to do to look good in grandma's photo, right? Because we know grandma it. can't look through the camera that well and, you know, happen and everything's blurry, but okay. so, yeah, super helpful. Awesome. So thank you again for being here, Heather. This has been a treat. You've just been bubbly energy, loved it. Um, and to all my listeners out there, as always, thanks for listening. If you got anything out of this, which I know you did because that's why you keep coming back, um, please, Subscribe if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify. Um, leave us a review. If you just loved Heather, leave, leave a review on this episode. And also take a screenshot, share it on social media because there are other female entrepreneurs out there who need this information as well. So thank you listeners. And one more big thank you to Heather. I appreciate uh, it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Have a good one.